0: You're now listening to a Binge Brew Brain Podcast, a show that teaches simple neuroscience-based strategies to ending binge eating, overeating, and emotional eating through the inside-out understanding of your habits. I'm Natalia, your host, and I'm here to help you create wellness without the obsession. Let's get started. Hello, 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 welcome back to the Binge Blue Brain Podcast. In today's episode, I would like to talk about the reticular activating system and how to use this brain region to recover from binge eating. But first, a little story time of how I got more familiar with the reticular activating system. So it was my first year at the university and we had a neuroanatomy class and for our neuroanatomy exam our professor gave us only three questions. So the exam was um, sort of like the essay style. So the second question was all about reticular activating system. We had to describe it and we had to uh, you know write about its function, everything that we know. And you know what, reticular activating system isn't as important, at least at the time, it wasn't for us as important. We thought that he will give us, you know, different questions. Maybe he will um, ask us to describe, I don't know, thalamus, prefrontal cortex, amygdala, like whatever, but a reticular activating system. <laughs> so when we've heard, when we all, all students in, in that room, when we all heard that question, We all started staring at each other with dread in our eyes. (laughs) We were shocked that he gave us that question. Many people didn't even remember what their reticular activating system was. So many uh, students failed at this exam. Uh, Fortunately, the good news is that I passed this exam, but I remember that I barely passed it. (laughs) So yeah, so throughout the years, uh, all of the students who took part in this neuroanatomy class, uh, often we just reminiscent about this particular exam. And that was the moment I knew that I'm going to remember about the reticular activating system forever. (laughs) So okay, what is RAS? I think I'm going to call it RAS, uh, but uh, when I say RAS, I mean reticular activating system. So simply say it's a network of neurons located in the brainstem. And what reticular activating system does So it monitors sensations and it directs your attention. It also scans the environment for any potential threats. So we could compare it to a filter or even a nightclub bouncer that works for the brain. So reticular activating system is a gatekeeper Uh, of of information. (laughs) And the question is, why do we even have reticular activating system? Well, so that the brain doesn't explode. (laughs) Remember that the brain can process 11 million bits of information every second. But our conscious minds can only handle like 40 to 50 bits of uh, information per second. So we need RAS to just filter out the information that isn't important for our conscious mind at the moment. So in terms of like sensory information, so think about it, that only like strong sensations um, from organs or from, you know, your skin uh, are allowed to pass while other information uh, from other organ, organs will just uh, be sort of like held back. So <laughs> maybe give, let's, give, let me give you an example. Let's say that you are sitting in a garden um, and fly sits on your skin. So of course it's a new information and right away you are going to notice it. However, let's compare a fly to a sweater. So all the time you are wearing clothes, maybe you are wearing underwear, trousers, sweater, but you don't, you don't feel it. <laughs> you don't feel it on your skin, right? Because your brain filters out this information. So as you can see, even though clothes like touch you all the time and probably they touch the larger amount of, of your skin, you, you just filter it out. However, new information like a fly sitting on you your brain will present you that information because, hey, maybe it's a potential threat to you. (laughs) So also, reticular um, activating system is, you know, in charge of prioritizing and noticing new information. An important thing is that RAS also notices what is of value to you. Maybe you've heard about so-called cocktail party syndrome. So let's say that you are uh, at the party and it's a crowded room and everybody is talking, everybody is shouting, maybe there is some music in the background and you can't hear, you know, people's conversations. However, as soon as somebody mentions your name in the conversation, you instantly become aware of it (laughs) because you taught your brain that your name is important, right? (laughs) So a reticular activating system will block out uh, all the irrelevant noise and it allows you to concentrate on the things that are important to you, something that you are invested in. Another example can be that uh, maybe yesterday in the bar you met a woman and you flirted with some stunning (laughs) red-headed woman. (laughs) But you didn't get her number, right? She vanished and now you don't have any contact with her. Today, you are running errands around the city and every time you see a woman with red hair, you are alerted. (laughs) Your heart beats faster and you have hope that maybe it's a woman that uh, you had fun with yesterday at the bar. Unfortunately, it's not her. But as you can see, reticular activating system quickly learned and now it is scanning the environment looking for red-headed women. Uh, So maybe you never really paid attention to red-headed people before and now you see them everywhere because you see you are looking for this, this one lady. So the question is how reticular activating system impacts your eating disorder? And I would say that it impacts it quite profoundly. So as a person with an eating disorder, you are running in your head probably many negative programs that you picked up from friends, family, society. So it's important for you to understand that this unconscious uh, programming is not true. (laughs) You developed it over the years as a result of repetition and it was unconsciously programmed. So your unconscious didn't choose it and also your conscious self also didn't choose it right and because you have those programs unconsciously programmed you have to remember that also you know our perception is biased Um, it's it can change uh, and also other people can see things uh, differently so however you programmed your reticular activating system it matters a lot It matters a lot also because this program in your brain, (laughs) it doesn't like to be in conflict. (laughs) So reticular activating system seeks data that validates your current beliefs. So if you constantly feel like you are not good enough and you are dissatisfied with your body, that nobody likes you, your reticular activating system is going to point out every single piece of evidence that confirms that negative belief all day long your reticular activating system protects your brain by filtering information and only lets in stuff that agrees with you. And that's a confirmation bias. (laughs) So a couple of examples of programs that you are currently running in your head and um, your badly programmed reticular activating system allows um, those programs to run and it shows you the evidence. (laughs) So the example would be that maybe you have a belief that skinny means attractive and successful. So the question is, how was it programmed? Well, obviously through media, TV, maybe some teenage magazines. You probably read many headlines, you know, how to get uh, acne free skin so that you can, you can get more boyfriends <laughs> uh, and so on. And there were many headlines, you know, about how to lose the last five pounds, how to be perfect in, how to be great in bed, or or whatever ridiculous things those magazines tried to sell us. And why this program is hurting you? Because you believe that you need to be skinny in order to be successful. (laughs) A role of reticular activating system is that it filters out all the information that is against that belief. So it's going to filter out all successful people who are in the larger bodies, like Lisa or Adele a couple of years ago. So it's going to present you only with the information that already confirms your current belief. Uh, Maybe other example. Maybe you have currently a belief that fat means unhealthy and it's important because if you have that belief it will stop you from even trying intuitive eating because you're gonna believe that you're gonna end up only eating cookies all day long and you're gonna gain a lot of weight and you're just gonna be uh, unhealthy and uh, maybe that belief is also co- um, related to uh, to the fact that maybe you believe that sugar is detrimental to, to your health and um, but when you have that belief that fat means unhealthy, you are going to disregard all the information that uh, that points, um, that, that contradicts this belief. Because the truth is that everybody gets sick. Everybody uh, is in discomfort from time to time. Like you losing weight doesn't mean that you won't feel uh, discomfort, pain, or you will never get sick. Like even... Even slim people, they do get cancer. Even people who, I don't know, eat healthy food all day long, they still get sick. (laughs) But of course, your brain will not see this information because your reticular activating system was programmed in a way to, you know, to disregard that information. Uh, So the most important question is how to reprogram your reticular activating system to achieve recovery goals. First of all, I believe that maybe challenging your current beliefs would be a good idea, right? <laughs> Let's say that you have a belief, I can't eat in moderation. Um, cookies or ice cream or whatever. So your brain will look for the evidence that supports its current belief. So it will filter out the evidence that goes against it, right? Right. So you need to deliberately look for examples of you eating like a regular person. You need to show your reticular activating system that this is important for you. We want to see more evidence of of you eating like a regular person. Because right now you probably see only your failures. You do remember every binge But you disregard all the situations when you just had one cookie at the party and it didn't lead to binge. Like, you don't remember that. Uh, Another example, maybe right now you have a fear of uh, weight gain. So um, maybe you have just the belief that you cannot be happy in a larger body. And I I want you to challenge that belief as well. Like, look for the evidence online. Is it true that all... People in larger bodies are unhappy. Of course, that's not true. Just go to Instagram and look for hashtags um, like maybe body acceptance, fat positive, uh, fat acceptance, fat phobia, healthy at every size, something like that, and follow those accounts. And you're going to notice that people in larger body. They are also successful. They also have I don't know families. They are also often happy and healthy. And your the size of your body doesn't determine your your mental health. Many people who pursue uh, thinness they are often unhappy, right? Because you have to count calories, watch what you watch, uh, what you eat, uh, and that makes you unhappy. So people who just let go of the diet culture, they are living a free life. They are definitely more happy. And once you start seeing that, hey, people in larger bodies can also be successful, can also be happy and healthy, you, uh, your brain will, will notice that information. In that way, you are uh, reprogramming your reticular activating system. And maybe also the mirror exposure effect will start working. So the mirror exposure effect is so, sort of like a psychological um, phenomenon <laughs> uh, that people that people start to prefer things just because they are familiar with them. So maybe right now, because you watch only those, um, skinny and fit people on Instagram and on media, maybe right now you believe that this is the only way, (laughs) like, this is the only way to, to be happy. You have to be skinny and you have to be, um, you have to be fit and so on. But once you start exposing yourself to different types of bodies, people in the larger bodies, maybe people with disabilities, people from other backgrounds, Uh, like with uh, different skin colors and so on, you're going to just, you know, maybe I'm not saying that you're going to start preferring those things, uh, but maybe at at least you're going to accept it like, oh, this is normal, you know, having cellulite is normal. Having, uh, how is it called, Uh, love handles, this is normal, like everybody has it. (laughs) So why we we make such a big deal out of, you know, out of it, out of trying to get rid of it or hiding it? So, um, so yes, I, I believe that, uh, it can help a lot, you know, intentionally showing your brain that, um, there is variety of of bodies and everybody can be healthy, no matter, happy and healthy, no matter, um, you know, um, Okay, I got. I got lost. I don't know what I was trying to say. No matter what this media presents us, I think that this was where I was going with it. (laughs) Okay, um, what else? What else? How else can you reprogram your? Uh, reticular activating system to achieve your recovery goals. So let's say that at the moment you are a pessimist who believes that nothing goes well and you will never recover and you make only mistakes, you only binge all the time. So maybe every evening take a moment to acknowledge What you've done right that day, you know, what are your wins? What have you learned? Just ask your reticular activating system to notice everything you did right that day. Every time you eat a mindful meal, like acknowledge that, like reward yourself mentally. Maybe also start a gratitude journal. Uh, Maybe use some journal prompts uh, that ask you to write what you like about yourself Um, That can increase your self-esteem. and Maybe if you have um, trouble with sticking to your goals, maybe try some um, setting goals, maybe using some vision board or visualizations to remind your reticular activating system what do you want in life so that it can present you with more opportunities. So to sum up today's episode, I want you to understand that sometimes we see what we want to see. Uh, I think that there is also a quote from Paul Ferrini, you see what you choose to see, because all perception is a choice. So uh, I would agree to it to a certain certain extent, because of course, you don't know what RAS uh, reticular activating system will present you. That's why I recorded today's episode to show you that you can reprogram Uh, your reticular activating system to support your recovery goals. So um, right now you have very little control over what RAS is presenting to you, but you can change it. And also remember that you control your attention, right? Uh, You don't have to pay attention uh, to the things that you don't want um, to think about. Like you can dismiss... Uh, several things that your brain is trying to point out to you. But I was talking more about it in the episode about the quantum xeno effect. The takeaway from today's podcast episode is that you can intentionally reprogram your reticular activating system so that it presents you with more evidence that supports your recovery goals. You don't have to keep running those old... Uh, programs that just keep you stuck in an eating disorder mindset. You can show your brain what you value. You can show your brain the direction you want to go so that your brain understands like, oh, this is more valuable, so I'm going to present to your conscious mind more things that are in value to you, something that can help you in binge eating recovery. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast episode and see you in the next one. Bye! If you enjoyed today's podcast episode and you would like to stay in touch with me, make sure to follow Binge Pro Brain on Instagram. And if you are ready to take this material to the next level and apply what you've learned, then go ahead and submit your coaching application for my Binge Pro Brain coaching program. Thank you so much for joining me today and have a great day! Bye.